here right now. I should have done Maggie. The problem with Julia Childs was that she's very like Attenborough in that she's going to do what she's going to do and then she's going to stop and leave space for that. Are you worried Which is very it? much how I work anyway. I let other people have their space and, and their time. Look, and then Crystal look like now incredible. when I'm talking yeah. and you're just talking over me. I will not normally point that out. I will just let you talk over me. That is not going to happen anymore. If I'm fucking speaking, I am fucking speaking. If someone's got a big personality and loud, then you just need to be louder and be heard. Davina, speak up, bitch! I'm in a competition, and I need to not do that. That mindset has to go. This is not a theatre show. I am not working with other people on a theatre show. I'm in a competition. Davina has just got some pretty bad critiques, and now she seems to be taking out on us, saying that she's not heard and people talk over her. Well, maybe if you stop bragging about yourself and actually said something interesting, people would actually listen. Well, that little pre-owned Davina DeCampo two-door coupe is really honking her horn. She's leaning on that klaxon to let you know, <laughs> do not try to pull into her space. Do not try to pull in. This is a compact cars only. Beep, beep, excuse me. Yes, beep, beep, excuse me. Thank you, bag of chips. Yeah, uh, thank you, bag of chips. You need to take your your little Nissan. And your mayonnaise. And your mayonnaise. <laughs> and your crisps and your chips and everything else. And Pull out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Go yeah. back to Confidence Corner where you belong. Exactly. You go back to the lot around the corner, around <laughs> Confidence Corner. <laughs> totally. You know, I love this moment uh, because I I don't know. I feel like a lot of people can relate to this type of experience, right? I know that there is, I don't know. I see the world sometimes when I'm walking down the streets in New York. I see the world as two people, right? There's two types of people. There are the movers. And then, then there are people that don't move, right? You either move when somebody's walking towards you and move out of their way or, you know, or you don't. And then they have to move, right? It's like a game of chicken. Um, and if you focus on it, it's the worst. So you have to try not to focus on it. And I feel like Davina DeCampo is in my campo when she says, don't, you know, I'm used to allowing space for others. I'm used to moving for people on the sidewalk. But I'm not going to do that anymore. Um, and I, uh, yeah, I, fe I felt her in this moment. I just thought it was great how she was like, and just like now you're talking over me, you're talking over me right now. It, it was uh, a brilliant little moment. I've, I've played that game every day, every single day. The like, am I going to move or are you going to move? And, and the power struggle of that and the like, and there are times where I've, it's actually, it's been strange. There are times if I have like a certain body language or if I like, and there's something about if I change some element of myself and I feel differently, people move out of my way. I, it like, is it is a it is an energy thing for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Like I found, oh, I actually know how to kind of be uh, sidewalk versatile. You know, it's like I right. I could either be. I feel like my default is to be like a sidewalk bottom, but I know how to like <laughs> flip over and be a sidewalk top. You know. Yeah, you know, sometimes I pull the tourist. And I'll just like look up at the buildings. Yeah. And then and then they move. <laughs> yeah. Oh, totally. That I I know that move. Yep. It's just like 
it's so it's like so passive aggressive but it is so passive aggressive there's zero good energy about it you know what the one t- the two times that i definitely don't move are when somebody is looking at their phone i just don't move Ugh. and i also don't move when i am leaving the subway and someone is trying to come on Agreed. I think that there have to be rules. There have to be rules of the road or else this whole arrangement is just going to fall apart. You know, this whole whole idea of living here. Yeah. Yeah. You need to put on your big dick energy when leaving the subway, because if someone is trying to put on their big dick energy while you're going in. Oh, Hong Kong. Oh, it's Davina DeCampo. Yeah. Right there. (laughs) There's get out of my way, please. Get out of my way. Don't talk over me. Yeah. Really happening, Davina. <laughs> it, she's she's honking at a line of barinas that just won't get out of the way. It's like a barina convention over here. Um, oh God, yeah, no, I. Uh, but yeah, the, so the subway is a perfect example of when, like, I, you know, I, I turn into, uh, you know, a top, a, a yeah. sidewalk top, if you will. Yeah, a subway uh, top. Yeah. Oh, subway top. I am a subway power top. I like barely <laughs> spit on it when I'm in the subway. Oh, wow. You are rough and right. I am Mary. rough. You better be ready for me. You better be My- like door open, ass up, no questions. <laughs> I am getting a seat. And when I'm done, I'm leaving. Oh, God. Yeah. You know, my boyfriend is uh, an alpha alpha top when he gets on the subway looking for a seat. Oh. Like he does. He is not polite at all. He sees a seat. He just like beelines for it. Oh. And I, I love it. I loved riding the subway with him because I know that one of us will always get a seat and then we can trade, you know. Right. Right. Oh, yeah. Sure. You can do like the here you want to sit for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's the, ugh, trying to get a seat on the subway. It's. It's such a I mean, I feel like a Seinfeld episode right now, but it's such a thing. And and to keep, what is the deal with yeah. subway I mean, seating? Come on. <laughs> What's the deal with the Q train? Um, that's um, that's my Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Um, so <laughs> gotcha. It's just veep. me, Cheryl Hall. Gotcha. I was going to say veep, veep, Colin. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That's so deep. Like, only I would get that. <laughs> oh, oh, because it's beep, beep, Jeff. Because it's beep, yeah. beep, Jeff. <laughs> Just what well, it... people might have seen um, people might have seen it because beep, beep, Richie is an it. Oh, so. did they put that in the and they put that in the yeah. new one? Well, it's in the book. So it's also, yeah, they they put it in the new one. Oh, yeah. I still have not seen any iteration, any iteration <sighs> of it. You're going straight to hell. You're going straight yeah, to hell. Yeah, straight to the rain gutter. Um <laughs> I mean, like, I know three things, girl. I know three things. I can go to the party. (laughs) So anyway, uh, Davina DeCampo coming out. uh, This was a great moment. It spoke to me uh, and I'm sure many, many people. I also love it as like a big story arc because I do feel like this will be the lowest for Davina DeCampo for the rest of the season. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's it's she's certainly been the most interesting journey so far in terms of like there's some weeks where she's feeling kind of down and she's not really kind of seeing her shine. There's other weeks where it, this was almost like a juju in season two with the singing challenge, but not mm. as much of a disaster where at the beginning, like, Oh yeah, this queen's going to kill it. And then, you know, she can carry a tune. She can hold a tune. What is she can hold oh, a she note? Hold a note. Fuck I can, you. I can hold a note. <laughs> so yeah. Get the with- fuck out of my station. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God, that bitch Angela. Um, <laughs> yeah, I 
<laughs> what was so interesting about this little micro moment in Untucked after the, the, the runway was that it really did echo what she did for Baga. She just made a whole space for Baga to be Maggie Thatcher and even gave her the clothing that she brought. The kindness of someone. It's It, it just screams so much to my soul of, yeah, I will do all I can to be nice. And we're in an arena in this competition where that just doesn't work. It looks good. It's certainly like miscongeniality material, but it it's not going to work in the end. Yeah, I mean, it's like the great British drag off, you know, like it, it's mm. and you see that on. I mean, I've been watching this latest season of the Great British Bake Off, which they're releasing on Netflix, you know, like a real show where like week by week you have to wait. And um, didn't Mary Berry she left she's no right. longer there the hosts because i had seen i haven't finished the nadia season which i don't know what's wrong with me i don't know what's wrong with you either mary i know i know there's so much good about that season but i've really been enjoying this most recent season and they have i don't remember the hosts but i i'm really enjoying the hosts like all of them everyone's different except for paul hollywood who is just you know i just yeah, yeah you know yeah. ways i'd like to die suffocation <laughs> by paul hollywood <laughs> Holly, would you ever? Yes. Yeah. Oh, um, holy would. Um, <laughs> oh, you bet it's, he would. It's holy water. <laughs> holy water. <laughs> exactly. Uh, talk about some puppy chow. You know? Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> baptism by Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. uh, God. Dunk me. Dunk me. Um, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. All right. We're off on a tangent. Yeah. Um, so... Back to the the clip of the week. Sorry, I forgot where we were. Oh um, God, we, I just, don't know. we went right off the the road of confidence. Corner. And I just went face first into Paul Hollywood. <laughs> you know. Oh, you were talking about the Great British Bake Off. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, so yes, I think that. Well, you know, I think this episode, and we see it in Untucked as well, is like there is much more kindness here, similar to even Drag Race Thailand. What we saw was, I think it's pretty much summed up by Bag of Chips saying like, "We're not here to sabotage you. We're here to help." Yeah. And whereas like. Not totally true, because there's Blue being like, yeah, I was kind of trying to get Sam Jung Wong to choose David Attenborough, um, because I knew it wasn't as strong. So, Oh, I, I guess I missed that in translation, because I thought she was actually trying to be helpful, because she's like, oh, no, this will be a good choice, because oh, you're prepared. I got the impression that it was like pushing her away from Nigella, who I think had a lot of room to play, because of all of the, like alliteration and puns and sexiness mm -hmm. over to yeah. David Attenborough, which is maybe like funny, but I think, it, you know, to jump probably a little bit ahead or act one gun, I feel like it needed to be like David Attenborough plus what, you know, like right. Alexis Mateo, right. Alicia Keys, pregnant lesbian. Yes. Yeah, like Mary Berry, a dirty grandma. Yeah. yeah. Like you need to fill up your tray at the buffet so that you've got a variety of things to eat. <laughs> And you're not just like eating salad or corn, you know, <laughs> corn. Is it corn? Um, <laughs> when did I eat corn? Um, yeah. I, I also there would have been too many cooks in the kitchen, if you know what I mean, because Julia Child was also there. Uh, it, it, you know, it would have been like, oh, another chef. Um, I don't know. Chefs don't really do that well on the show. Well, that uh, was one of my questions is why does Julia Child fail so miserably on snatch game why is she like a step up from beyonce i feel like i feel like <laughs> that christmas goose is rich with flavor and you I just agree. need to know how to carve it 
I agree. There's the voice. There's the mannerisms. There's so many props that you can bring out with Julia Child. I mean, Meryl uh, was nominated for an Oscar for it. Like exactly. We know yeah. we've seen someone do it for like almost two hours. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know why it doesn't work. And granted, Milk Milk I think lacked the look. Davina lacked the confidence. She just yeah. wasn't confident in it. She just got in her head. They kept showing shots of Davina kind of like, I don't know, breaking character, if you will. Yeah, uh, she wasn't on Confidence Corner. She was on Uncertainty Alley. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, Mary's. I mean, I have a moratorium for myself of no UK accents this week. I'm going to try my best. Uh, but Colin, Not me. No Brexit yes. here. Go hog wild at that buffet. You know, ex- I, honestly, oink oink. I did not come here to play it safe. I came here to annoy thirty to forty percent of you. I don't. I don't. I don't care. Um, maybe you'll improve. Maybe I'll improve. You know, I don't. You know, honestly, I just. Uh, I, this is. I'm. I'm not. I'm. I'm not going home. Uh, <laughs> Well, That's... anyway, Marys, let's let's move on to this episode. Sounds like we're we're keen to discuss it because uh, Davina DeCampo did not come here to play; she came here to slay. So, with that, let's uh, jump into this episode and tell our Marys what they are listening to. Well, as promised, I am not giving up on the accents this week, so you better get your thumb on that 15-second fast-forward button, baby, because here it comes. This is another episode of All Right, Mary. All right, Mary. All right, Mary. Which is our podcast <laughs> dedicated to all things drag race, the world of drag race, and the paradigm that RuPaul's created with this BBC TV show. And I'm Johnny, and what do you know? I'm dead. Thanks, Syphilis. <laughs> and I'm Colin, and I'm. I just continue to apologize. Um, I'm just. Gotcha! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, much better. (laughs) Much better. (laughs) Oh, man. Um, Yeah, I, you know, here's... uh, This amazing... These these amazing voices are really a great setup for what many people were describing as supposedly what was going to be, like, the best Snatch game we would ever see in the series of drag race all iterations yeah what I, do you talk what do you think about that uh, yeah right like let's just start with that because that was the hype was that what you had heard this is going to be oh completely for, i mean they they were touting it forever and i also feel like they do that a lot with snatch game like they do they're like oh my god it's going to be so great oh my god it's going to be so great mm-hmm. and i'm not i'm not knocking drag race uk's premiere season debut season of their snatch game because it was very strong granted there were only seven queens okay so that's just a little less um but in terms of ratio of like wow performances sure i think it's higher than most seasons do i think we had the most iconic snatch game characters i do believe that michelle visage kind of had a sound bite there with this is the best best snatch game performance ever yeah, I have been I've been thinking about this 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 performance. I mean, obviously we're talking about uh the Vivian's Donald Trump. Though Bag of Chips Margaret Thatcher deserves just as much recognition because that was it was so committed and I think that 
I think the sort of UK style of drag or sort of the traditions of UK drag really lent themselves to a good snatch game. I feel like, um, if anything, I wish there were more queens. I wish we got to see someone do Kim Woodburn. I feel like everyone's mm. been kind of telling us like, oh, girls, you don't even know. Right. You know, we don't even know the queen we're not bowing to, you know? Yes. Um, and I think that... Um, like in general, yeah, I think the ratio of good and safe performances to like cringy and bad was way was much better than previous <laughs> seasons of any drag race. Sure. I mean, just kind of like going down the line, it's like even even Cheryl Hole, who was like, uh, you know, uh, you know, fine, safe, she fine. Had jokes. She, she had, had jokes. jokes. It was like. When that she said was, designer vagina in that accent, that made me laugh. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, her getting to that punchline, though, it was just like. <laughs> oh, land, land the plane, Cheryl. Land she was like, plane. land the plane. She, <laughs> I was just, she was just like. <laughs> like, it was just like, when she, oh, God, she's swerving all over the place. She's hitting someone's mailbox. You know? She oh. runs through somebody's bins, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you hit my bins, Shaz. <laughs> Chaz, yes, Chaz. Chaz. Oh my God, <laughs> quintessential Chaz. I, I, uh, <laughs> I you love just, it. You I love, love it. that. Um, but like, yeah, I, I guess to hone in or zone in or whatever on the Donald Trump, it was really good. And the first time oh. I watched it, I was like, okay, yeah, this is funny. The second time I watched it, I was like, there are some nuances yes. here that yes. are like, like really fucking good. So, right. you know, I, I, I'm loath to admit that Michelle may not be 100% wrong. Oh, she's not. A, no, 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 no. But it certainly was a soundbite because I don't know, oh, man, I don't know how to put. I want to try to put this as properly as possible while giving proper due diligence and praise to the Vivian. Because let me tell you, the nuance was there. She had she got rid of her accent completely. Uh, the voice was there. It was a great impression. It was right on par with Alec Baldwin. But as an American, I am so used to seeing Donald Trump impressions. Do you know what I mean? Like yes, there is yes. there is there is Donald Trump impressions as a thing, kind of like share. Right. Yeah. Everybody has a share impression. Everybody has their version of a Donald Trump. And so. I, the first time I watched it, I was like, okay, Donald Trump impression. And then I moved on, and I didn't focus on the nuances, although I did laugh at the pronunciation of China. I thought that oh, was brilliant. I think that's um, what clinched it for me. That was for so sure. funny. It was so funny. Um, the, the only thing is, is that, oh, man, I don't know. Uh, so, okay, proper praise for the Vivian, okay? What I'm about to say has nothing to do with the Vivian. It has everything to do with me and my opinions. But... I right now am in a space where it's very hard for me to laugh at Donald Trump. Even even SNL when they do the Trump skits or, uh, you know, the bits that Trevor Noah does or Seth Meyers. I have I don't laugh. I just it's really hard for me to laugh at a pussy grabbing joke. It's just hard because I'm I'm not there yet. You know, I'm still kind of like really fucked up about it and we're still living it whereas with margaret thatcher like that was past you know what i mean um yeah, so it might yeah. be a little easier also i'm not british so it's easier for me to laugh about margaret thatcher there might be people that can't laugh at margaret thatcher so i you know the the mexican joke i all of the jokes were there and i get that they were funny and i can laugh at them 
and I can also cringe. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, it makes me think about how, like, in season, I guess it was season 11 that had the sort of Trump the musical. And oh, the right. idea of, like, another thing that's sort of making fun of Donald Trump and this and on this sort of Trump era while we're living it. And I'm kind of trying to remember, like, I feel like with that, obviously all of this is, like, it's a fucking musical and a drag competition reality show. Like, you know, very few yeah. trigger warnings. But just the idea of, like, this concept of, like, are we far enough away from it to like make fun of it or does it feel weird or conversely, do you make fun of it while you're in the thick of it so that it, you just continue it's to like, easier. like extinguish the power of it, you know, sure. is like fight yeah. the fire inside of it. Um, right. But I think the other side, so the other element is like, that was a different era of this nightmare. And I feel like now, like right now things are so feel so volatile with, the presidency and with the impeachment, you know, tr you know, proceedings and all of that, that at a certain point, it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Can I just, can I just watch the news for a second? Can we yes. just, can you just stop for a second? I just want to see what's actually happening and then we'll go on with making fun of it. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Um, and also uh, there's also a, a part of me that's like, I just don't want to see any version of Donald Trump, even satire cartoons. I don't want to think about it. Totally. You know? It's oversaturation. Yeah, exactly. Of, of like, I oh, God, I just like, it's, I'm so sick of it. And then conversely, it's like, but if in the task of doing a Donald Trump impression, the Vivian, like, it killed oh. it. Just oh, killed it. Killed, killed it. it. I mean. It was it was so good. The hand gestures, so like yes. the way, like, I love that part when, when uh, he says, you know, about grabbing uh, Michelle Visage's pussy, you know, several times, several times. There's like a self-interruption that he does. Right. That I've heard him do. And I was like, oh, my yes. God, that's. No, like, this was lived. Yeah. This was absolutely lived. Yeah. Yeah. There was so uh, the, 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 talking about the collusion and the mm -hmm. way he talks about it. Yeah. The lips, the uh -huh. fingers. It's it's a Donald Trump impression that is very studied and very lived in. And it is very impressive. Um, and and a very different version of a Snatch Game character than Maggie Thatcher, which was over the top, bigger than life, not real. So I think it's easier for me to laugh at something like that, whereas Donald Trump, it was like almost too real. Yeah, I hear that. And I, th I think what was really interesting or I think maybe kind of um, like, I don't know, there was something about it that that was diffused that that feeling for me was the fact that the Vivian made the character interactive and there were kind of ways for other people to like kind of reject him or shut him down like when she said keep your cheesy balls out of my face right i feel uh, like Latrice there's Royale. yeah like there's that element of like oh good someone like you know someone got a you know a read in you know what i mean like it's so uh, americans will take any dig at donald trump they can get you know because that's right that's right it, i was i was surprised that crystal i get w the instinct for rue to hit on the uh, like one of the men on the panel for rue mm -hmm, uh, mcclanahan mm -hmm. but I I wish it was the other way around where she totally rejected him. I think know? that's like I think that's really that would have been way more accurate to the character. Um, I can't wait to talk about Rue McClanahan slash Blanche. I have lots mm. of thoughts about that. Sure. Um, sure. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I know we're just kind of bouncing around, but I think just to kind of talk about the Maggie Thatcher to talk about what bag of chips did yeah, um, let's talk let's we don't have to go in uh, yeah. order let's talk about all the snatch game characters let's talk about uh Maggie Thatcher absolutely yeah I uh I call this the iron deficiency lady uh <laughs> <laughs> perfection 
perfection. Yeah. Perfection. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, this was when that, from the moment that she did that, like, that Dracula lean back and look up at Rue. Oh, I loved it. I was like, I knew she is, won. Yeah, she won. I was like, <laughs> this is brilliant. I, it was, I could have watched it all day. I think there, a big part of it that is reminiscent of who I still think is, you know, top of the pack, Jinx Monsoon, is just, you could tell how much fun she was having. Right. Right. You know, like, I, I think that goes such uh, yeah. a long way, you know? Yeah. She was, uh, yeah, there wasn't any nerves that you could see, mm-hmm. much like Jinx, much like uh, Ben de la Creme. Because it's interesting that Michelle said this is the best Snatch Game character, because I'm like, Ben de la Creme, Jinx Monsoon, and Mae West, Alaska, were fabulous. Bag of Chips, her Maggie Thatcher reminded me of Alyssa Edwards. I mean, they were in the same seat. Oh, but sure. They, they had the, it was bag of chips playing Maggie Thatcher just like Alyssa Edwards was playing Joan Crawford so, Play, oh, or totally. Kate Dunaway playing Joan Crawford right? totally totally um yeah I mean and when you say Ben de la Creme are you thinking of Paul Lind or Maggie Smith or both um I think her Maggie Smith is more iconic than her Paul Lind although her Paul Lind was fantastic I think that her Maggie Smith I agree is more iconic I think her Paul Lind is better oh because it, it's uh, it's more nuanced there were more jokes yeah it's just uh, but so the Maggie much Smith was nuanced. iconic mm-hmm. it was that look oh my god yeah mm-hmm. um yeah so I I mean yeah I I think that that there but that is I think a way to do snatch game is to if you're a big personality to you can't kind of hide that in a character right. so you just have to like fold that in. Because um, yep. even like Cheryl Hole, it was Cheryl Hole as Gemma Collins, not as like much of a transformation, but that's, I mean, you could kind of see both of them. And I think it's like, but if you, if you kind of, you know, start to get a pizza queen vibe, if you start to kind of fall in love with these queens, it's like, yeah, I want to see Monet being um, uh, Maya Angelou. You know what I mean? Like, yes. Versus like a full Maya Angelou transformation. I get it. Yeah. Well, Cheryl Hole, she picked a character that was uh, easy, easily accessible for her because it was her. Right. Mm-hmm, exactly. Yeah. It wasn't a stretch. Right. Essex. <laughs> yeah, it was right. It was just it was just down the street. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, in terms of uh, Blue Hydrangea's Mary Berry, we've seen this technique before. I think you mentioned with Alexis Mateo, where you kind of take a not so funny character add in a spice that is just someone that tells jokes and the the idea is that she's just this filthy filthy woman um granted there was nothing really mary berry about it um but it was funny and she had lots of jokes and that's what you need well you know and i'm surprised unless they edited it out because i agree that it was not mary berry at all was that if she was going to be dirty to not have worked in a soggy bottom joke is like (laughs) It should automatically put you in the bottom. It's just incredible to me. Like, oh yeah, what a miss! What oh. a miss! Like, why would you start with? Oh, do you like my look? And this like weird, like you know, again, like the, these aerial tricks to try to land a plane on two in the pink, one in the stink. It's like, I I think that she should have led with a soggy bottom joke, and mm-hmm. you know, uh, she would have. I think that that would have been a great first impression, and she would have got an edit of like, oh, she's got this, you know. What do you think about – so this was – for me, Blue Hydrangea represents the actually the most controversial 
part of this episode in the sense that she was declared safe instead of being a top three. There was only a top two. There was not a top three. And I don't know why she was safe, especially with that runway look that, for me, was the best of the episode. Oh, yeah. That look was so good. Um, wow. Did you think – I mean, I kind of feel like for that look alone, she should have been in the top three. And I think that they could have still had that moment where, you know, uh, RuPaul was able to tell her, like, oh, you're a liar. Yeah. You were very funny. I don't know if it was just because they didn't want to send Cheryl Shaz back there by herself, you know. Um, they, they've—I feel like they've done that before. So I, it was—it was just an odd choice that they—they they picked two to go back together, as if they were going to film some segment between the two of them, right. which they didn't. So I, yeah, it, it, I felt really weird that she wasn't declared a a top three. That they didn't give her more praise for that fucking look. Oh my. God. Well, right? I think eye yeah. opening. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, you know, just a. Uh, um, My look. eyes were bloodshot from staring at it. Right. I was just so good. It was so good. I can't think of a cornea enough joke. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll just. Um, <laughs> You'll iris your way out. Of yeah. It. <laughs> Uh, just oh, blink boy. twice, Mary. Yeah. If God, you're there. the optics of this right now are terrible. <laughs> we deserve fifty lashes for these <laughs> to be browbeaten. <laughs> oh God, yes, you're working it in, Mary. I, yeah, I am. I'm going down. But um, my thought is bug-eyed that... over here. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, I see you. God. Oh my God! Um, the eyes I, have it. Sorry. Uh, okay. <laughs> anyway, yeah, anyway, so that's, so we have no gouge to these references <laughs> no, to right, death. Right. Um, so uh, sock it to me. So I. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I. Uh, <laughs> I I I <laughs> I am uh, a very apt pupil, and I noticed. <laughs> And what I discovered watching this is that... Put a lid on it, Mary. (laughs) No, really, it'll do wonders for your vision. (laughs) Um, I think that in the case of the top three versus the top two, I think that the look certainly would put her in top three, but I think that the Baga and the Vivian were kind of like a plus whereas no. i think that like no no mary blue- bag i'm sorry i'm interrupting you baga baga's runway look was was just as bad as blues mary berry if we're going to use the word bad but i think um, what they said in the untucked was like well, i think the viv the viv the viv was saying like the. oh the in the <laughs> hey the hey the um <laughs> I think she was saying that, like, in terms of judgment, it's, like, mostly performance, and it's, like, 80-20 performance look. I don't know if she was just assuming that, but— I think that she was, right? Is it really 80-20? I mean, here's the flip side, right, is that Jinx Monsoon, the week that she won Snatch Game, her look was weak. It was was that, I think, that fish—oh, wow. Um, The fishy look. (laughs) Yikes. And she had this just kind of, like, you know— 
uh, Lulu Row thing on, you know. Lulu Row, yeah. Lulu Lemon pants. <laughs> yeah, it was a real uh, Lulu Lemon. <laughs> she Lulu lost that yeah. way. <laughs> um, so, but but no. So I'm gonna I'm gonna keep pushing this because Baga. She didn't even look at the brief. She came out in a superhero costume. Yeah, there she, was there there was nothing genetically modified. Like I, nothing. Yeah. So she was Orlando scuba instructor woman. <laughs> exactly. She just came out of Sea World. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> um, um, yes. Yeah, those I, orca whales—they just won't listen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you gotta just smack them. Um. Isn't that documentary? Wasn't there a documentary about that? Oh, how, God. How... I cried my eyes out at Blackfish. Uh, I did cried not watch my it. eyes out. I, I, will... I will. Don't watch it, and no. I will not go to SeaWorld. Like, they're, like, absolutely not. So, I mean, I know I'm joking about it, but uh, I'm joking about it because it is so awful. But anyway, yes, she came out like a, you know, a scuba instructor. Um, I, I, yeah, neoprene realness. It, there was, it, it, it didn't make sense to me. And so, for that alone... Sure, if you want to excuse that, you can excuse that. But then to ignore this amazing look on the runway and not give that praise, with Mary Berry also being funny, it just it, it was an interesting choice that they did not keep her on the runway. I think they easily could have because like the material was there to kind of say, oh, you know, you were actually really funny. This looks amazing. I wonder. I I know this is nitpicky. Um, but you know, not to be a sty about it, but <laughs> um, stigmatism. Yeah, uh, I'm. I'm not trying to. You know, uh, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, Mary. Sure. So. I mean, I'm. I'm not trying to say it was. Uh, you know, pink eye or anything, but I think they might have said that. Um, the look was a little. Um, I don't know. Roomy. I don't know. No, I guess like that the dress was actually that would have worked. The, that the that the dress she was wearing was just kind of this like flowy little gown, and they might have said, "Oh, it's a little roomy." <laughs> it's too late. It's too late. It's too late. I, you know, I shut eye. Yeah, just go. Just just go to sleep. Yeah. Um, I I I don't know, Mary. I don't know if anybody was focusing on the bloodshot lacy gown and not looking at that face. I. It's like, okay, great. I, I don't think it was that bad. My eye is up here, girls. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Hi, my name's Johnny with an eye. That's yeah. so people can remember me better. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I just think that the focus was all about the eye. She even said it. She's like, drag queens are just going to become one big eye. And so, of course, there wouldn't be that much attention paid to what was underneath because Mary, it was all about the eye. The focus was all on the <laughs> eye. I can't with the this. The folk eye. <laughs> the lens at which you're looking at this. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. All right. Anyway. anyway um... Oh, God. There's I'm not no the eye doctor. There. <laughs> <laughs> There's no IN team, and no. let's move on. And let's move on. Um, um, so, uh, okay, so Mary Berry, uh, just her Snatch Game character alone, you think it was lower because it wasn't, you know, an impression. It was more just jokes. You know, yeah, I mean, listen, Gabriel, I think she got some cum in her eye. That's all. And it burns. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I I think that the Mary Berry was like, you know, I the, the note I took is that blue went blue, and it is a tactic yeah. to use. It's just like be slutty and be dirty, filthy but jokes. Be, yeah. you know, be a filthy old lady. I think similar to what you were saying about like the Donald Trump impression, I kind of feel like that's a tired trope of like I'll mm. just be like a uh, a nasty old like a dirty old lady. It's just like. Eh. It's funny. It's, it's funny. funny. It's just it's... not as nuanced and studied as what Baga and the Vivian did. So I get that, but I do think that she was certainly three. Yeah, I think to uh, for if anything to talk about the look and how she did that face paint and all that, I think she deserved to be up there. But well, um, and also the fact that she was also the third funniest because it the... was funny. My punani tastes like a fondant fantasy. Like that was funny. <laughs> I'm trying to think, was she the third funniest for me? I'm trying to remember who all was up there. I mean, like... Something Wong. Something... Okay, well, that was a different... There was a different energy. Cheryl um, Hole and Julia Child. Julia Child. And then Baga... Mm, oh, um, and Rue McClanahan. And, and Rue yeah. McClanahan. Right. I guess so. I guess when she said she'd like to get cream up her ass, I was like, well, I mean, it's a lady after my own heart. All right. Uh, but other than that, you know what I mean? It's just like... <laughs> it's like... I hear you, girl. But all right, Mary. But uh, yeah, I. All right, Mary. Uh, all right, Barry. <laughs> all right, Barry. I guess she was the third funniest, but I think that it was many levels down below what Baga and the Vivian were doing. And I think that because of her runway look, it elevated her f- further closer to Baga. Sure. I mean, that did level the playing field. I mean, even the Vivian's look was. Um, you oh, know. What did I call it? I called it uh, how the Grinch stole drag race. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it was really um, uh, it was ter- it was just it, it was something it was very dark crystal in a way like I could just, oh, you know okay. what I mean? The, yeah. Yeah. Um, the Vivian hears a who? Yeah. 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 It was sort yeah. of a never ending story situation. Uh, I felt like she was she was one of those. She kind of looked like one of the, the trees that throw apples in the Wizard of Oz. OK. All right. Um, an ant, uh, an ant, yeah, a tree, yeah. The ant is uh, Lord of the Rings. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know her. I know you haven't seen any of that. I know you haven't. So no, I know you haven't. Listen, I know you haven't. I saw you not watching <laughs> Lord of the Rings. I know. I know you did a bad thing. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I um, saw. What is that from? I, I saw, saw you. you. What is that from? Oh my god! I I know what you're quoting. Right? But I don't know what right? you're quoting. I yeah. know. I saw you. <laughs> oh my god! That's gonna drive me nuts. Uh, it's probably like some John Waters movie. Right. Uh, it's some kind of like yeah. Mary's. I saw you. Yeah. And it's and it's this very like something like I saw you, and they like then they shame them for something really specific like like. You know, picking through the bin at Primark. I don't know, or something like right, that. Right, right, right. I saw you. Um, let's talk about uh, Crystal's Rue McClanahan. Because she had she had a great joke. What do I know? I'm dead. Thanks, Syphilis. And I don't even think she knew how funny that was gonna be when it came out. I can't imagine how it would have how it would have popped even more had she done it in an accent. Yeah, I mean, at that point, she had completely dropped Rue McClanahan slash Blanche. Right. right. And, um, you know, and fun fact, I think, wasn't it Alaska wanted to do Blanche, but they wouldn't let her because it was a copywritten character, or she did, or she just chose not to because it was a copywritten character. Oh, but in wow. this case, you know, even Rue kind of says, oh, 
so you're going to be doing Rue McClanahan. Right, right, right. Not Blanche. Um, not right, Blanche. Right. Uh, yeah. And so here's the deal. I have so much to say about Rue McClanahan. So I I've, know. This is, this is near and dear to our hearts. Yes. So go ahead. I'm a big Golden Girls fan. It's one of those shows I go to sleep to. And I... I firmly believe that Rue McClanahan is the best actress on that show. She is giving the most nuanced performance. And this is of like B. Arthur and Betty White and uh, um, Estelle Getty are amazing, right? Like it's this is like, you know, cream of a great crop. But if you watch Rue McClanahan and you she is there's so many nuances to her performance. There's so many gestures. There's so many little things. The way that she kind of like casually plays with her hair or fiddles with something there's so much texture to that character that doesn't exist with the other characters because it's just not how they're playing them. And I think that is why she's so difficult to impersonate because you have to go really deep and really study to actually get Blanche. Yes. Otherwise, you're just kind of doing like Southern Belle, you know, Joan Crawford sauntering in straight jacket, you know, with a drink. Oh, in her I hands. love that saunter. Yes. Yeah. Right, with the lighting the match. Oh, my right. God. Blanche. I found that gif. Oh, oh yeah. I couldn't believe there was a gif of that. I wasn't sure if you'd made that or what. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, no. You know, the thing that I miss with Crystal, with Rue, rather, is um, Rue McClanahan playing Blanche. There's, it's very shouldery. It's very there's a lot of shoulder action mm -hmm. that she uses to accent what she's saying. And I missed all of that. And uh, along with the accent, obviously. And yeah, that there weren't that many jokes. There weren't. No, it was as Crystal said, the, the fact that she was out blued in Snatch Game was was a crime. Yeah, and, and you're right about the shoulders, and it's not a shimmy. It's like you kind of no, it's not a shimmy. It's like a stretch to one way and a lean, That's right. and then to, and then you know, and then the other direction. These sort of like diagonal shoulders. Yeah, she talks with her shoulders. She talks with her shoulders. She leans in, and it's yeah. there's it's such a good performance. She's so good, and I've. It's kind of like B. Arthur. B. Arthur is very hard to imitate. And I, you know, Jackie Beat's done it. Obviously, we saw Raven do it in All Stars 1. Right. Um, you know, every gay kind of likes to try their B. Arthur accent out. And, like, no one really gets it. It's hard. It's That's really, a really hard. hard one. Because it's Dorothy's not. Dorothy's hard. Yeah, it's not yeah. just an accent. It's a face. It's an exp it's a it's a sense of timing. With B. Mm -hmm. Arthur, it was like Swiss watch timing. And right. you have to be that good. And you can get close, but I just don't think... I don't think anyone's as good as her. So, right. Um, you know what saved Crystal for me was her runway. Uh, I thought her runway was really different and iconic. Obviously, we're coming off of Dragula, so to see this shocking grinder on her uh, pussy and on her arm, it's like, well, she's not pulling needles out of her face, right? <laughs> um, well, and ironically, I don't. I'm sure it's getting picked up on the mic, but there's there building a new building across the street so there's some kind of grinding going on as we speak so um okay that's Mary's, not just your grinder going on <laughs> no 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 my my grinder that that saw has been long since taken off the horse uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> uh out of the workroom yeah, yeah out of the workroom I'm, I'm sorry i'm gonna have to ask you to go pack up go to the workroom and pack up your stuff <laughs> please pack your condoms and go yeah <laughs> what condoms <laughs> uh <bloop. laughs> And I and I bloop. 
Uh, yeah, so I, I did love the look. I thought it was um, different and iconic and also matched the challenge, right? There would be this kind of steampunkness that comes out that, you know, in her fantasy of drag queens in the future. Yeah, and I, I do definitely think she brought some Dragula to Drag Race. I think I was getting kind of Priscilla Chambers vibes. Mm -hmm. uh, it it mm -hmm. actually it, it really excited me about Crystal of like, oh, okay, cool. Like you do this and it's fully committed and, and it's that level of drag that we see on Dragula, which is oftentimes a much extreme, much more extreme, you know, more realized look. I mean, I think with Dragula, they just have more time. Um and the fact yeah, that she the was fact able that there were there were real sparks, right? Yeah, that was... like that, that she like did all that, like she pulled that whole illusion and performance off, um, and had a sense of danger to it. I think, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I don't know. Like now, I'm like, oh, okay, I could see it being the bag of crystal again, you know? Right, right. I still think it's uh, Davina de Baga. Oh yeah, the, ba the bag, the bag of the campo. Yeah, yeah, the bag of the campo, the bag of the campo. I know totally. I yeah, same. I think that you know, I think there's a, I think there's a parking spot for that Davina de campo. You know, in that top three, <laughs> unconfidence corner. Yeah, yeah. unconfidence corner. <laughs> there's a compact spot for your Davina de campo. Um. So what about uh the okay? So we, yeah, I guess we talked about the Vivian and Baga. Let's do uh, either something or Davina. Well, you know, the thing with Davina is that, yeah, the, the Julia Child did not play out. But shifting the lens, not to bring us back to blue, but to shift the, the way <laughs> I'm, the, the, the eye in which I'm watching her. If, if you watch it through the lens of her playing somebody's mother, just somebody's mother, it's mm. amazing. It's so I, good. Agreed. Agreed. It's so agreed. good. Yeah. There, so, there, the pro the problem was is that there just weren't jokes, right? There was there weren't any jokes. I mean, Rue even said it. She's like, you know, I gave her some beach balls. I gave her the joy of, and you know, there's multiple things she could have said instead of cooking. I the first thing that came to my mind was the joy of fukin. Um, oh, sure, the joy of fukin, the joy of cocking. Oh, my, the joy my, of mine must have had a typo. Yeah, like yes, I, the joy of douching. Right. Yeah. 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 Um. Talk about a sous vide, you know. Um, <laughs> where's the beef? Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, 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 I. That was the only thing that was missing for me. Otherwise, I, her look on the runway was so elaborate that it. I think it did save her from being in the bottom two for sure. Yeah. No. Oh, definitely. That look. Um, oh, I, what did I, I think I wrote something down for that look. What did I call it? Oh, I just said that she was Kate Moss. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think the, I think the look really saved her. I think the Julia Child, like it was. Yeah. I don't know. I, I also feel like the judges at this point were like, OK, well, we see that you had an off week. And it was almost similar to how they would be with, like, Kim Chi. Of like, okay, well, you just, all right, I know. This isn't like your thing. You're great. Keep going, you know? Right, um, right. I do think that they, they give passes to queens who have longer storylines, you know, or have been pegged well, to stick fact, around longer. Yeah, the fact that she gave her character up, you know, making a space for Baga, I think was also kind of a, all right, we'll give you your chip back this week, you know? Right, right, exactly. So, I, I mean... And I, I think in so many ways, Davina, from the reality TV side of things to the competition side of things, is delivering 
you know, at one of the highest levels in terms of this cast, like they'd be silly to let her go anytime soon. Oh, I soon. know. I know. It's like it, it would be like eliminating Katya. Yeah, exactly. Uh, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Someone that is doing so much for both sides of the show, reality and the competition. I mm-hmm. just think it's great. And they also have a story now where she's, you know, not going to be talked over, where right. she's going to take the parking spot. She's not going to give it to you. No. Yeah. She's not going to park down the street. Um <laughs> And then walk in those heels. In those heels, <laughs> you know. I'll meet you there. Uh, oh God. Um. So I had a question for you. I know I'm putting you on this on the spot. I almost said mm-hmm. spice. Um. Mm. Michelle Visage's Spice Girl name. Did you have any of your own? I think I did. I think that I would have just like panicked and called her like Vegan Spice, but I. <laughs> <laughs> The first one that came to my mind was cardamom. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's really good. Yeah. I also had um uh who was the queen? Oh, it was uh it wasn't Jocelyn Fox. Um Cummin. 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 Yeah. Cummin. Cummin. I forget who said it. It was uh, but that I was been... Jocelyn Fox. That it was... was Jocelyn Fox. Okay. Yes. Cummin. Cummin spice. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, that's good. That's funny. Um, that's, that's very funny. And then it's very funny. There's also uh, adopted spice. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> wow! Uh, wow! <laughs> that's like saying silicone spice, because you know. Oh wow! <laughs> Not anymore. Not anymore. I did, I did write. They're called boob spice. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Gluten-free vegan spice. I think that's what I would probably put. Gluten- gluten-free vegan gluten-free spice. Vegan oh, that spice. would have killed. Rue would have died. Rue would have died. Yeah, I think I'd be, yeah, that's what it would be. Gluten-free vegan spice. Oh, my God. Rue would have loved it. <laughs> Michelle would have been like, uh. Oh, yeah, totally. You know, every once in a while I have some beef. You know, it's like, okay, we know, we know. Sometimes your body needs it. We know. Right, that's yeah. good for you. Maybe yeah, I would have fit your body. <laughs> Autoimmune spice. <laughs> oh my god, perfect, perfect. Autoimmune spice. That's that's that's, that's like uh that's like the posh spice. Yeah, uh, it's joke, like savage. You know, yeah, deep, too deep. Yeah, too deep. Hashimoto uh, spice. Yeah, yeah. It would be like saying Roxy Andrews would be the left at the bus stop. Spice. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, bus stop spice. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Uh, abandoned spice. Yeah. <laughs> Cardinomom spice. Oh, God, exactly. Cardinomom. Oh, that poor little. Right? You got to get, you got to take it till someone goes, aw. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, the easy answer, the easy answer is slutty spice, right? Like, that's like a roast. Oh, or track nine spice. Track nine. Oh, my God. That's a deep cut. Yeah. Track nine spice. Um, Uh, What uh, was the name? Seduction spice? Yeah, seduction spice. That's it. That's it. That's the tweet. Yeah. Uh, I love that. Seduction spice. Seduction spice. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. I wonder. Maybe we shouldn't tweet these to her. She might feel like uh, she's being attacked. Let's just tweet adoption spice, silicone (laughs) spice, and Hashimoto's spice. And then parentheses autoimmune. Just to get all the good ones in. No, <laughs> the one, the one that I think would be tweetable is cardamom. Yeah, I think that's uh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, she would. Cardamom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. she's she is she is literally super mom. I, I anyway, sorry. I loved her this episode. While we're talking about Michelle, yeah, I, let's talk about her. I kind of I felt like she was like snatch game scholar. Um, and there was something about her this week on the on the 
judges panel it was so like confident and comfortable i mean she looked amazing um but i don't confidence know confidence corner she Sorry, was certainly i did it, I did it. Uh, there it is she okay. was there sitting on confidence corner um from new jersey to confidence corner it wouldn't be new jersey mary because it's yeah she, well she's she's <laughs> from new jersey but now she's just you know it's jersey <laughs> she's just joysy just yeah yeah, I'm in. I'm, a, I'm in original Jersey, um, <laughs> cotton Jersey. Um, uh, I was I cotton Jersey. They them, <laughs> cotton Jersey. I was um, cotton I, Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> cotton Jersey. Oh God, Jersey sheets. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so wait. So go on. Go on. So she is. Uh, um, she was judging. She was just great. I just felt like she. Um, she was funny. She was quick. She was confident. She, I think there was a sense of like, I think she loves obviously being in the UK. I think, I think she's probably enjoying being on the first season of this and feeling like, oh, I've got kind of like, not that everyone else hasn't seen the show, but she's got all these years of experience. Like she says to something Wong, like, you know, I don't know if you've seen the show, but like, I don't, you know, I just a bodysuit, you know, it's not, I don't oh, like right. that. You know, what are you doing up right. here in a bathing suit? No corset and a belt. Yeah, right. What are you doing here, Chef? What are you yeah, doing no, here, she, she she certainly did read her. She made her turn around. Yeah, that was it was Michelle being savage, uh, which is fine. You know, that's her character, and I was fine with the critique because she was right. She wasn't wrong. She wasn't wrong. She wasn't um, wrong. Yeah. Uh, and you know, if we're uh, do do you have any more thoughts on Michelle, or did you? Can we talk about something wrong? Oh, I think we can talk about something wrong. I wish her run i mean her runway i love the concept so if i'm gonna go from like a dragula perspective it's like yeah yeah that worked for this concept like i totally got the cyborg i thought the face was great the thing that because it's drag race and it's a runway and it has to be more fashion the her hair was not big enough mm-hmm yeah, I loved. I mean, I when she first came out and the way her face looked, like I thought, oh, this is really cool. I yes, love what you're doing. Same, same. All of it just had to be pumped up. Like, I think the face was saying something. The hair had to say something. Like everything, she can do simple. Like obviously, like simple pieces, but they all have to kind of say something. Um, say something. <laughs> say they all have to say something. Say something. Something. Say um, something, Charlie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah they. It was, it was uh, say anything. Uh, uh, yeah. And so I think that was the problem was it just didn't say enough. I mean, I felt like it was kind of like, OK, is this like a Britney Spears toxic kind of thing? I saw that, too. I yeah. definitely saw Britney Spears toxic. I mean, we'll talk about her lip sync, I think, when we talk about the lip sync. But um, her David Attenborough, when you look at it and when you compare it to all the other queens, regardless of the fact that there weren't any jokes, it's also it was also the weakest performance. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, she could not find like Rue would throw her beach balls or at least kind of open up the space for her to, you know, to serve. And she just didn't have anything. She didn't have any material. She just kind of had really all she had. Like She needed to add something. It needed to be David Attenborough drunk or david attenborough trying drag for the first time and like as the as the game goes on we see david attenborough transforming into like his drag alter ego you know i was expecting her to do like david attenborough as as uh jane goodall like he would be narrating what these drag queens were doing yeah i think and that was something about like you know i don't know if uh, 
she would need other people to create space for her. I don't mm-hmm. think she knew how to create that space right. because it's like whereas the Vivian could command those those setups, that's kind of what something had to do was command that space to do what DDC did in Untucked of like okay I'm gonna take the floor now I'm I'm gonna own the energy here and it right. just wasn't there. Um, I it's it. I, maybe we could talk about um, the best supporting actress, Jerry Nay Horner. Um, I, Hollowell? I totally uh, Jerry Hollowell, yeah. But I think she got married and remarried and Horner, so I think she's just Jerry now. Um, Jerry Spice, just Jerry, um, just Jerry, <laughs> Jerry Blank. Yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's very fitting for this episode. She's Jerry Blank. Yeah, Jerry Blank. Yeah. Um, I, I I did that on purpose. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thanks. I know. <laughs> You and I both. You know. and I both know there I was no strategy. <laughs> um, I, I totally get what Jerry is feeling from something wrong because, or something wrong because, there is something so magnetic about her. Even the runway when it was like, yeah, I wish her wig was bigger. I still fucking loved her. And in the lip sync, I fucking loved her. And in Snatch Game, I still fucking loved her. Like I really wanted her to stay on yeah. because she has that energy of like, oh, you're phenomenal, right? She, she is. I took that note that she is a goose. I, I yeah, I have the same thing. I can watch her all day. I think that she is so charming. Um, there's something I, I see who she is, like that wonderful moment in the walkthrough when RuPaul says, no, you, you seem like someone who's very funny. And she puts her hands on her hips and does those clenched teeth and like, oh, <laughs> well, thank you. It, she's adorable. And like just – but it's not just like, oh, sweet little cinnamon roll. Like she feels like – like, yeah, I think I said last week. Like she's a fully present, realized human being. I, I just – there's something I guess about that that I feel like connected to was like, oh – you're totally being yourself. And maybe that's what it is. That's what it is, Mary. And I think that's what Jerry loved because Jerry really connected with that. And she kind of echoed what a lot of people connected with is that she was this person that appeared on this show, right? Mm -hmm. As opposed to someone that's putting something on, um, putting something on. Um, Right. I uh, Putting something wrong. Um, I I really feel like Jerry – because the best supporting actress of this episode, it started during the deliberations when she was like, no, I'm sorry, this queen represents Britain here. Like, there's something about her. And she was just pulling so hard for her. And then for her to go all the way back there, all the way back there, to go back there and, and hug her. Gets in her car. <laughs> right. In her Davina de Campo. In her Davina de Campo. Driving around the lot, finding yeah. something wrong. Just where's something wrong? But she finds something. Yeah, yeah. she finds something right. Um, <laughs> but just to tell her, like, listen, I thought you had a great energy. I really connected with that. Uh, well done. I don't think you know. I don't think you should be something wrong. You should be something right. I was like, this is what a sweet way to really bring what I feel like a lot of the fans would have wanted. Right. Yeah. It was a it was a really great way to send that type of queen off. Right. Mm-hmm. It was a really great like validation that like, yeah, she is she, she really is very charming. She has a star power to her that it it goes beyond like if she can do a Mariah Carey impression or if her David Attenborough had jokes or whatever. Like it's just right. a, I think it goes to that thing about Drag Race that makes it special is like this is just this like queer person on TV who you where else would you see this person on tv 
And I think there's so many people who would identify with, like, I feel like I know who something Wong is. I know who this person is. And I'm so happy that that person is on TV and people are falling in love with them and Jerry Hollowell is falling in love with them. Um, That's, I think, really important. And I feel like as much as a lot of people are maybe feeling like, oh, Drag Race as like a platform or a thing like isn't like the place for weirdos anymore it's it's too mainstream pretty girls i feel mm. like queens like this you know and queens like evie oddly and whatnot they are that reminder of like oh no no no, no. like weirdos have magic you know um yeah and weirdos I think- have magic and they're they're slowly coming into you know uh, the place right i mean i don't know season one we had tammy fucking brown yeah so it's i i it's not like it's never been there uh it's just becoming a little oversaturated right now with this glamazon look but we still have yeah we have something wrong we have crystal um and people that are doing different things i think davina de campo also has the ability to do something different right yeah um just just a big shout out for mary's this was a contender for last chance lip sync but we went with something else but uh something wong has a new single out called crossfire the bitch can sing so go take a listen it it, she's really really talented and i'm sad that she did not get to stick around for any type of singing challenge oh well i look forward to that i mean she has a very nice speaking voice so uh i look forward to that Yes. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about uh, before we talk about the lip sync. There's two things that we should talk about in the workroom. The first is your take on Baga versus Davina's Maggie Thatcher moment. No, I'm doing Margaret Thatcher. No, I'm oh. doing Margaret Thatcher. <laughs> I I wrote down I'm doing Donna Fatella Versace. What you want to do isn't necessarily mm-hmm. what you're gonna do. And then I wrote down very drag UK. I love you to bits and I don't want you to feel like I'm pushing you out. You know what I mean? It, mm-hmm. it like, of course these two Queens are like, all right, let's have a real conversation about this. Cause we, you know, we have, we have Baga start the conversation with, well, we can both do them and see who does the better job. It's like, okay, that's the soundbite. And then they move on to this really nice conversation. I did love the, the drama that they created with Davina putting her her blue suit back on the rack Mm -hmm. did you notice that it was just like this boom yep she said well or not you know like yeah she just like yeah tossed it um was this staged i mean listen the fact that it's it's kind of it's now happened on a regular season of drag race it's happened on all stars and we were we the queens have admitted it was produced um Gia and Trinity that they like mm-hmm. created this moment and granted they're so great they're all stars so they're experts but like yes. <laughs> I, I don't know how much kind of producer intervention there is I kind of feel like I think it is a great way to elevate a snatch game episode I think whether it is that two queens have the same look they want to do and then one has to concede or I would have kind of loved to see two Margaret Thatchers on that we've never seen that before and that could have been really funny yeah, it could have been really funny, and uh, it also could have been, it could have been embarrassing, right, for one of the queens. So yep. I, there is that, there is that kind of risk that you would take. Um, yeah, to have two battling Margaret Thatchers, what would they say to each other? You know, how would they read themselves? <laughs> mm-hmm. And like the thing is, if I if they were smart, they would like 
plan on like collaborating and you know what I mean? And like sure. both being strong and just being like, okay, let's not, let's make, let's make it possible for both of us to be funny. I'll support you. You support me. You interact with me, vice versa. Um, kind of in some yeah. ways like Asia and the Vixen tried to do. Oh no. That's what I was going to say. Cause I mean, and sorry, pardon this reference, but like they could have collaborated, gone on a snatch game and, decided to sink it you know what i mean mm-hmm. totally i mean i mean that's like obviously that's what happened is uh the Knowles effect um <laughs> but uh i mean at least there was no one trying to do beyonce like at least no one was trying oh, to do beyonce or lady yeah. gaga like we've gotten um i mean and that would have been a shame because i just feel like this is this is something i was looking forward to with drag race uk was snatch game and performance challenges and impersonations and whatnot i just right you know the the you know the library the reading challenge is going to be great because it's just like I don't know like it, it's so much more an expected part of like UK drag like as Baga says you have to be witty so oh totally totally uh no wit with your tit what is it yeah don't uh, be a tit um it's it's weird because wit. she explained be witty and then she used some example of something that was, was like okay well family feud red axe that wasn't witty. <laughs> was survey like, says yeah <laughs> eh. um <laughs> Um, The other thing we should mention that I think is important just for, you know, the big picture of Drag Race being on TV is uh, at the time, marriage equality was not legal in or not passed in Northern Ireland. And they got to have a moment about that. Obviously, now I think and I think I know uh, that Blue can get married now. Oh, I was wondering about that. I felt like that wasn't that kind of recent. Um, yes, it was like super... this week. Yeah. Oh, it was this week? I believe so. I think it was Monday. Well, yeah. that's ironic timing. Um, was that planned? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Northern Ireland government. Listen, this is the episode release schedule. We're thinking it could be real funny. <laughs> what if? Uh, it'll help a lot of people. Yeah, Change save a lot, a lot of lives. Yeah, we could we could do some web content in correlation. <laughs> It'd be real fun. Uh, no. Um. So, but yeah, it's important to to note that that is uh that that lined up um beautifully. Yeah. Um. And you know, again, say what you want about gays getting married. Um. Obviously, most people are. Yeah, let them get married. But there is a contingent of queer people that are like, that's not all we're fighting for, right? Um, it's not just to be like straight people, right? Yeah, I mean, I think that like the marriage equality thing, I think it, there was, um, I mean, to be to just be like real about it, it was like, well, it was the kind of thing that like gay white men could get at the forefront of and could feel like fully kind of... Um, uh, a victim of and something that they needed to fight for because it could be a direct part of their lives. Um, and this isn't an indictment of all gay white men, but that's very different from like, you know, trans people of color, not having like being homeless and not, and not having health benefits. You know what I mean? Like right, right. It, it's less, you, you, there's less of a Norma Ray moment. There's less of a like a tearful proclamation of freedom. It's more of like, Oh yeah, I have, you know what I mean? Like it, you have to get down yeah, from that I, pedestal, you know. Right, right, right. There's there that's a there's a double-edged sword with that argument, right? Because it we're not negating that there is a sense of validity uh to be seen by your country that your love is to be seen, right? Like I think nobody is doubting that. But what 
I think you're pointing out the nuance of is there's so much there's so many other things that our community should be fighting can fight for now right uh, I don't think should be I think it's like can and and will um, and is trying to but there it's harder to get more people and more donors uh, on those bandwagons because it just doesn't quote unquote affect them. Right. Well, like at this point, it's like, uh, why are you focusing on blowing out the birthday candles when there's like a raging fire next door? Like, I appreciate that you're fighting the fire, but that one isn't really the risk right now. And it's not at risk. And I realize it was and we got there. But like, if the cause well, of firefighting really matters to you, there is a big one across the street. Right. That's and all I'm saying. Are you are you commenting on Northern Ireland? No, I mean I'm more commenting on like just the the general statement of like people quote unquote fighting for gay rights. I think that Yeah, well you know what right, you know what, I mean? I, I, what the what's interesting to me and maybe this is this is the lens I take it from. Um there are straight people in my life that I talk to and cuz I, you know, run a gay chorus and I People are like, oh, well, what, why are you like, what really? What's the point now? Like you you have gay rights now. And that's from the straight lens. And they they think that marriage equality is the marker. And it's just not. It's absolutely not like it. It barely is the marker. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. It's like, OK, well, that's great. That's a that's a step in the right direction. But. Um, and certainly it's not just about having a ceremony. We get there all the, sort of the legal ramifications of all of that. Um, but I mean, I'm talking about 2019, 2019 America. Maybe I'm being very specific, but like 2019 you America. Are. Yeah. And that's um, fine. And that's okay. Cause that's where I live. So that's right. Um, yeah. If my, if my piss poor British accents are telling you anything, Right. Um, You're not raining on Northern Ireland's no, I have nothing to say not. about Northern yeah. Ireland other than like schlancha baby, you know, like yeah, right. that's it. I'm so happy that yeah, this is this is a total tangent. Yes, and just my, tangent. A to, yeah, just my general feelings about the sort of, you know, quote unquote fight for gay rights. Um, yes. And uh, I think it's very easy to stay in the parlor and not go into the kitchen. Oh, uh, y yes, in into the kitchen, into Hell's Kitchen, if you will. Sure, sure. I mean, <laughs> which is also a nightmare. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Uh, yeah, and you don't want to go in the attic either. Oh, goodness <laughs> gracious. So many boxes up there. Yeah, lots of boxes. Moths. I think the, I, I think the, the last scene of uh, um, uh, The Hand That Rocks the Cradle took place in an attic. Yes, so. it did. Yes, it did. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, Ugh. Uh, anyway, attic antics. Um, I so anyway. So in terms of gay rights, uh, we we went on a huge tangent, but we yes, we're very happy for Northern Ireland. Absolutely. Oh yeah, don't yeah, don't get it twisted, Mary. Yes, we're I'm, in America right now, where uh, yeah, there are still some states that just don't you know that still will have loopholes and things for people to go through, right? And LGBT people getting fired, like. Uh, trans people and bathrooms like it's it's all still very 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 hard for a lot of the queer community um and i think what we're commenting on is that there are gay people in our community um and colin's pointing out that it's usually um and mostly uh gay cis white men that are like yeah we're done yeah because we are we are the privileged class of the of the queer community like and i'm saying i that i am exactly that i am textbook cisgender gay white male 
blah 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 you go down the line i so i am not like coming from some place of like pointing up i'm pointing in the mirror i'm pointing around me like Mm -hmm. you know uh it's absolutely true it's i mean i think that there are vanity gay rights issues Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, and they're, they're so they're so sexy and so sellable. Yeah. Right. I think of I think of every pride season, um, you know, the cover of magazines and New York Times and even the fucking coverage on TV is only during, you know, the biggest corporate sponsors. It's the four hours of biggest corporate sponsors. They plan it out you know, so that you see the Chipotle float, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, how inappropriate, Mary. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, I can't think of a bigger bigger enemy to the gay community than Chipotle. Exactly. <laughs> um, and then you see, you see the, uh, <laughs> the nuance. Um, yeah. You you see the the you know the politicians during those four hours, and then also considering the cover of the New York Times, it's usually half naked white gay men in you know a rainbow dress or a rainbow Mm -hmm. sprinkles or something um a rainbow thong and granted that is certainly a part of gay culture um and one that i love right i'm not saying i don't love it but it's just interesting of what they're choosing to sell as the story right what will get people's attention they don't want to see the other parts of gay culture. They don't want to see the sex. They don't want to see the kink communities. They don't want to see the underrepresented, you know, trans lives that are lost, right? Um, they want to see a celebration. They don't want to see a march, right? They're yeah. calling it a parade. We're not parading, Mary. We're marching because there is still work to be done. And I, it makes me, it makes me sad when I consistently see pro pride photos sorry my mother's calling in oh. um, um from the my... flag float <laughs> that's right yeah. she's like how dare you how I'm dare celebrating you? you what's um, wrong with a parade <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so they're 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 showing something that is easier and i wish that they showed the work that still needs to be done in these papers and in these on on tv you know what I mean? Yeah, I, totally. I mean, I think that it's. Uh, it, I, I mean, I think this this goes back to like you know things I've seen people even talk about on Twitter that like this concept of gay culture is so often defined by like what white gay men have picked picked and chosen to say. Oh, that's gay culture. That's representing what it means to be gay. Um, this is the word on that, and then everything else is kind of just like a subcategory. And you know, and I I get that. I think that that is absolutely true. I think it's it's. I don't think that the queer community is, you know, at least in terms of the sort of mainstream side of things, is any different than the rest of the mainstream community. I don't think right. that, like, you know, queer entertainment or queer advertising or queer, you know, the queer economy is that different than any other economy. And to get all precious about it is, uh, you know, that's not how these economies last. That's not how they survive is not through preciousness. Um so I so you know these large corporations or you know these people and where they're putting their dollars they're not gonna be like oh you know we really need to be thoughtful and put our money towards these like you know doing this charity for this underserved unsexy thing I think we you know it's like no one's gonna do that no one wants to come to a party where you're celebrating you know I don't know uh, 
helping homeless queer youth get off the off the streets. Like I know that they do have that. I'm not trying to say that it doesn't happen, but it, the money is certainly not flowing. It's not flowing uh, as big into that as it is into like you know. Uh, it's not the toys for tots party. All right. 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 Okay, like you know, like which at this point it's just like you know, oh, I gotta, I gotta keep my Instagram feed up to date with my black and white photo shoot from the Toys for Tots party. Right. I'm reading all you Marys who've been to it, and I have not. But I just, and I know that's mean, but I, whatever, you know what I mean. It's like there's the sexy gay fundraising, and then there's the real gay fundraising. Yeah, it's interesting. Is um, I'm moving into the world of nonprofit uh, very slowly, and finding donors. For small nonprofit gay organizations that aren't, you know, HRC or even Aliforni um, or, uh, you know, uh, Cal and Lord, like it's not it, it, it's so much harder because there is only so much dollars to go around. But people want to go to the, the gala fundraiser mm-hmm. that is going to have the biggest stars, the biggest hobnobs, the, the most social media presence. Yep. And that's that's tough. It's just tough when it when a fundraiser isn't sexy. How do you get someone to come to it? You know, especially in the queer community or, you know, the gay male community where like everything has to have a booze and sex angle. Everything has to be open bar. Everything has to be dancers. Everything has to be like it will. Will I get laid there? Will there be other cute guys like or even even something as simple as like which Broadway star will be there and how big are they? Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. It could just be that could be like and and it's not about the entertainment value. It's the clout. It's oh. So and so was there. I was there with so and so. Exactly. Yes. You know, it's these things are they end up being more about it's charity for your ego versus charity for anybody else. Well, uh, we live in a social media world, right, where the number of followers you have is what's going to dictate so much of your access in the world, and like to be invited even to a, a gala event and to be made known about it right because they're like oh we want you to post about it right exactly and and it's all like oh but you know we want to have more awareness and bring more. And it, there's again it's like i i work in advertising it like and and, and like there for, are good people that are starting these organizations i'm not saying that it's just what it the monster that it turns into has to go into a money place and a mm-hmm. corporate place and that's when it gets so gross because then you do think about what sells uh huh. What it takes to keep the lights on. I mean, you know, I work for a company where a shit ton of our revenue comes from pharmaceutical advertising, which is Ugh. gross. It's gross. Gross. And Katia. yet, <laughs> yeah. Ooh, girl. Ooh, girl. You are tiptoeing on some very thin ice. Um, uh, with pink boots, perhaps. Yeah, yeah, certainly. <laughs> you are. You may want to move a little further east. Where, where's the view, Mary? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, McCain, you done it again. <laughs> <laughs> Let's exchange this conversation for the one we were just in. <laughs> yeah, you're right on the Monet about that one. <laughs> oh God. Um, so. <laughs> So uh, anyway, so you were talking about pharmaceutical companies and advertising. So like, I mean, I mean, and yet what I think my company does, I think they do really great work and they create amazing content. And like, I really do believe in what they do, but none of it could happen without this foundation of money that I don't agree with necessarily. So, um, 
both there is it's not black and white both of those things exist at the same time and i mean it's equally to say like these events even this like toys for tots party that i'm reading it what also exists is yeah there is good that likely comes out of that event there's money that goes towards toys for young children or whatever but um you know like it it can be both an event with good to it and something that someone is just going to for clout Oh, yeah, sure, sure. And I think what we're trying to point out is that there are a lot of good events that don't have that sexy clout. Right. And and uh, maybe serving a more immediate need. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Or just a, a niche nuanced need. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, is Toys for Tots really just toys for kids? Is that, I mean, I'm not saying that's like not needed. I'm just like. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> In the words of Kathy Griffin, um, well, you really need to do your research. Um, <laughs> I guess. Well, you know, uh, in the words of Brenda Vaccaro, well, if you'll excuse me, I'll be going now. So uh, the the stats for Toys for Tots, it's, it's around Christmas for less fortunate children, right? So it's been around since 1947. So it has that clout. Um, it's helped, you know, 258 million children. Um, there's been 566 million toys distributed to date. Like it is for a, a huge, huge population, right? Gay or straight. Um, and it, it the, the fund is, you know, it, it's an important one, right? Where no one is saying... Uh, I don't think we're saying anything bad about Toys for Tots. We're talking about the the difference between the clout of going to a, a fundraiser for Toys for Tots versus going to a fundraiser for a small nonprofit uh, on the Lower East Side that helps, you know, trans people get prep. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, like, um, yeah, Toys for Tots, like, prep for people. Yeah. Um, I, uh, yes, I'm glad you read all that so that nobody tweeted me telling me how disappointed they were in me for not knowing this. Um, I've just been reading so many tweets of I'm so disappointed in you, girl. And I'm like, oh, that is such you're a... Canceled, you're canceled, sis. You're canceled, sis. And it just made me think about, like, the idea of, like, like the, the common phrase I hear on Twitter is, like, ugh not a good look sis like it's always from this like wiser place of like girl i've been watching like i know i know the trajectory this is not a good look trust me on this one that's always the energy i get from that and it's just like mm. yeah that's a certainly a way to express your disappointment in someone isn't it to like sure, sure. try to capture that feeling that their parents would make them feel oh, right right let's yeah. uh let's put a pin in it mickey and maybe continue that on an only mary's episode oh uh, yeah because we have we have lots of thoughts on let that, this be sure. a little appetizer for a hot button issue right now that we have only mary's thoughts about which would be found through all right mary uh, through patreon.com backslash all right mary mm-hmm. only mary's um so back to Ru- rupal's drag race uh and the spice gettles um the space gettles yeah space gettles uh, yeah space gettles i she, love that yeah um so uh we should talk about the lip sync and kind of end there uh, because it was, you know, at the end. Uh, sure, <laughs> the, that makes the sense. First, the first thing I'll just say is when you're doing a lip sync, for me, again, this is my opinion, don't sing the backup also, right? Yeah, I mean, I guess when you have five different people that you're trying to lip sync to, you might get confused and... You think that you're being scary spice, you're just being sporty spice, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you think you're serving baby and really 
you're serving Posh. something wrong. Yeah. <laughs> really, there's something wrong about this. Yeah. Um, I have to say, though, I something wrong. This was her second time in the bottom. Okay. So I think that was also kind of like, well, maybe she's going to go home. Because um, I thought something wrong's performance was fine. I thought it was uh, what I'm going to put out is two types of drag performances, right? There's pride stage drag, and then there's basement drag. And I feel like this was a perfect example of seeing someone doing pride stage drag, which was something wrong. Yeah. Which was a big, beautiful choreography, uh, really fun, energetic, and almost close to the exact choreography of the Spice Up Your Life video. And then you had basement drag. You had Crystal, like, banging her pussy and her fist on the ground to the beat, like just like dressed as a monster singing spice up your life. Like just the idea of that was very nuanced and it was a more new unique performance or a unique take for this type of song. So you, it, you know, it's just choose apple or orange, right? Or gala apple or jazz apple. Which one do you want? Oh, um, and- jazz the worst. <laughs> oh, the worst. I'm sorry, I'm over here appreciating jazz apples. Yeah, Colin. how dare you appreciate a jazz apple? <laughs> you just, you know, do some some just some air 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 slicing, you know. Uh, you probably love <laughs> Granny Smith apples. <laughs> no, I do not like Granny Smith apples. I like a Brayburn, I like a Fuji. I'm not oh, mad Brayburns at a pink are great lady. In pies. Oh yeah. my god, I love Brayburns and pies. I like a um, crispy Fuji. Oh, crispy Fuji, of course. Uh <laughs> Um, not the water. Um, I so, don't mind the water. Or I, I think Rue and Michelle have talked about. It. I think it's at Panera or something. The the Fuji apple chicken salad, which is just fun to say. <laughs> I so anyway, I could have gone either way. Obviously, I love something Wong, and I wanted her to stay. Uh, she could have had a, a double save the same week that she had a double win. I'm so, also I don't know if I mentioned that, but we had a double win this week. When she very well could have had a double win last week with Crystal and Davina both winning. But that's neither here nor there. Here nor there. But I, yeah, I, I could have gone either way with both of these performance performances. At the end of the day, Crystal, because of the unique performance, because of the look, and because of how well she's been doing, uh, yeah, you keep Crystal. I mean, I, I to me, I really enjoyed something long. I love that sort of like jumping up and down cheerleading kind of situation yes. that's happening. I can get into that. Um, you know, Crystal, I think, yeah, I think Crystal, it was sort of obvious from the start. I was like, okay, well, this is sort of like Raven versus like Mystique. It's just like, well, okay, obviously Raven's going to stay. Like, right. Uh, like yeah. I'm sh- she's like, in whatever confidence happens, corner. Yeah, yeah, she's in confidence corner and something Wong is, you know, is, uh, is in – the bottom two, you know, car lot. So uh, <laughs> I think, yeah, it was kind of obvious to me from the start. So it was more, more like, okay, I'm just going to watch, you know, them have a good time and then I'll watch something long go home. Um, mm. I did not see it being a double save at all. I think to me that feels for me, that'd be like, well, I just want more of something long because I right, really enjoy right. her. That's just me being selfish. Yeah. But in terms of the competition, it was like, okay, I mean, yeah, yeah cut and dry. But yeah, like I think that she, to me, it's like almost like a Jocelyn Fox where I'm like, there's something about you that I just am charmed a bits by. Um, womp womp. Yeah. yeah, womp womp. So I, yeah, something long, I think she has that thing that you can't, you can't learn and you can't put on and you can't develop. You just either have it or you don't. Like she, she has some kind of charisma that, um, 
I don't know. I yeah, I really enjoyed her. I hope I get to see more of her. I the one question I had where I was like at the end of the lip sync, something it looks like she's going to go into a jump split, but then she just like falls and hits her head. Oh, and I don't know if she meant to do that, but luckily Crystal also fell. So it wasn't this. Why did she just go splat? Uh, yeah. So that was the only moment where I'm like, are they okay? Yeah. Uh, it was kind of like the the bottom of a grocery bag ripping open and everything falling out. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. It was like, oh, all I'll, the gala apples. Yeah. Oh, get all the, the apples. Burns. Yeah. All my Brayburns. <laughs> my my Brayburns. <laughs> I think I'll be going, going now. now if you will excuse me. me, I need to get my Brayburns. Oh. <laughs> uh. Oh, I love that we have apples to talk about now, Mary. Yeah. Mm. Well, it's fall. It's apple season, you know? Oh, thank God. Thank yeah. God. Thank yeah. the gods. Um, so, Mary's, uh, I think we're going to end the episode there. Do you have any thoughts, Mary, before we go on? I mean, I think I'd just be remiss if I did not just give a name check to Lorraine and the concept of breakfast TV. Um, oh, for sure. I just love Lorraine. that. That's so that suburban mom drag. Yes, is watching, yes. watching Lorraine on suburban, on suburban, on breakfast TV. Yeah, it's more Australian. Whenever they, but. Whenever they said Lorraine and Stacy, I heard Ren and Stimpy. So, oh yeah, God, I wish <laughs> Lorraine and Stacy. Um, yeah, but they, oh, they were, yeah, they were really sweet uh, little uh, snatch game guests. I thought they were great. Yeah. Um, yeah, they were fun. Yeah, Lorraine is great. I did. I have seen clips of her on YouTube, just like going into a YouTube hole of watching interviews, and I didn't realize. I wasn't sure how big of a thing she was, but it felt very sort of like. But the concept of I think breakfast TV, I think, was like yes, that's what I always pictured was just this like cozy robe, you know, marmite and margarine on toast, you know, mm, cup marmite. of tea, watching mm-hmm. Lorraine. Having a digestive biscuit, you know? Oh, I di- Oh God, don't you just love those? I fucking love a digestive. They don't really make, like, they, it's, not like it's not like it's improving my <laughs> digestion, but, um, oh, I love a digestive. With a chocolate uh, on one side. And a biscuit on the other. And a biscuit um, on the other. Uh, well, Marys, we're going to leave it there. If you have any thoughts on UK's Snatch Game, you can reach out to us on Twitter at AllRightMary or email us at AllRightMaryPodcast at gmail.com or find us on the web at tasteofreality.com backslash allright-mary or www.allrightmary.com. And if you want, you can follow me on Instagram. Uh, my Instagram handle is at Johnny Also. And you can find more of me on my other two podcasts, In the Details, A Celebration of Nuance, or Best Supporting Podcast, A Celebration of Best Supporting Actresses with Nick Kachanov. Um, you can also get more of me on Twitter at Colin Drucker, Instagram at Colin Drucker underscore, and more of both of us, including early access to these episodes at patreon.com backslash allrightmary. Yes. Uh, next week, we will be... Also featuring the spooky movie, The Babadook, which will be, it it will end our All Right Scary season. Um, But, uh, you know, that doesn't mean we won't have scary movies in the future. Oh, indubitably. Uh, We have a Last Chance Lip Sync this week, thanks to a wonderful uh, Sister Mary Johanna, or Joanna. Sent us some tunes. 
Oh, some tunes. That's right. Um, uh, one of, I mean, I, one of these episodes we need to queen out about Robbie Williams because uh, Robbie Williams, I've been a fan of since, you know, 99. Oh, um, yeah. What a, what a gorgeous little bite. He always reminded me of Shane West. I just, there was something so sexy about uh, Robbie Williams, even when he was tearing his skin off. Oh, um, oh yeah. I remember that. Oh, yeah. Uh, got just like that smile where I'm like, oh, I know you're going to steal my wallet, but just fuck me first, you know? Yes. Oh, he will definitely steal your wallet and I'm okay with it. I'm yeah, okay just, with that. I'll cancel the cards, you know? It's I'll great. cancel the cards. Just... <laughs> For God's sake, Robbie. <laughs> oh, rob me. <laughs> yeah. Rob me, Williams. Yeah. Rob me, will you? <laughs> rob me, will you? Rob I love me, it. Williams. Yeah. Uh, but we're not doing a Robbie Williams lip sync this week. Uh, we are instead doing Lily Allen's Not Fair. Uh, just because I thought it was appropriate for this episode. Not fair that something went home. Uh, not fair that Blue Hydrangea wasn't in the top three. Not fair that Donald Trump is our president. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it's not fair, isn't that what Scaredy Cat said a lot in the last uh, Downton Draggy episode when she went home? She was like, oh, "It's not fair." I mean, <laughs> yes. So maybe. this one's for you, Miss Cat. Miss <laughs> Cat. Miss lo- Cat. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Mary's. Uh, Well, that's all we got, Mary. Uh, We'll see you next time. And uh, thanks, syphilis. Yeah. Oink, oink. Saw ya. Oh, he treats me with respect. He says he loves me all the time. He calls me 15 times a day. He likes to make sure that I'm fine. You know I've never met a man who's made me feel quite so secure. He's not like all them other boys. They're all so dumb and immature. That's just one thing that's getting in the way. When we...